you're listening to Business in Bloom, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. I'm your host and self-belief business coach, Anna Dunleavy, and we'll explore topics on self-doubt, following your intuition, and why self-limiting beliefs might be holding you back. Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode 82. You are listening to Business in Bloom, previously known as the Fearless Hustle Collective. I am really excited to introduce today's guest, Daniela, who is the founder of Women Make Stories, where she teaches mindfulness and writing, and where she helps women to tell their stories. We talked about what brought Daniela to this work, how she juggles running a business alongside part-time work, and the importance of sharing our unique point of view. So let's dive right in. Hi, Daniela. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, why don't we start with you just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what it is that you do. Hi Anna, thanks so much for having me. It's actually my first podcast, so I'm so honoured to be here. So my name is Daniela, I'm a writer and mindfulness teacher and the founder of Women Make Stories, which is a purpose-like business that offers writing and mindfulness workshops and one-to-one sessions to women. Amazing. So what I would love to hear a little bit more about I guess is is the story and that kind of journey to you know where you are now and how did the business really start first perhaps? Yes sure so I officially officially launched um, the business in September 2020 um, but I always say that the business kind of like started in my head uh, way before that so I always knew that I wanted to work for myself for a long time but I had like so many ideas and I just couldn't really narrow that down Um, and then I think at the time like I wasn't even um, sure whether that was possible for me to kind of like create a career on my own and for myself but then in 2018 um, my career took kind of like a different turn so since graduating so I have a degree in creative and professional writing and I've always worked in communications And then in 2018, I just felt like really stuck um, in this job and I was unhappy. And and for me, that was a really pivotal moment because I knew, okay, this is something is happening here. I was also like sick all the time. So I felt like my body and my mind were kind of like telling me that I needed to change. And yes, I was going through quite a lot of things. And then at the time as well, I was introduced to mindfulness and I started to kind of like practice mindfulness for myself as well and I could see the benefit that it had on my on myself and um, I also decided at the time to kind of like go out of my little bubble and um, attend um, careers events for women in the creative industry and that was really helpful because um, I just kind of like sat there and listened to women's stories and all of a sudden I thought oh it's not just me um kind of like going through all of these issues I just felt like less lonely um understood and I remember like there was one night where I kind of like um I left that building um and I felt like so inspired by the stories I've heard and again that was kind of like I know it sounds like a cliche but that's where I had like my light bulb and I was like I know what I want to do like it's so clear in my head and from there, I kind of like planted the seed of women make stories. I was like, okay, I know the direction. I want to combine mindfulness and writing. I really want to create something that plays with my strengths. Um, 
so yeah and then since then I kind of like worked on it like slowly slowly um, did like all my mindfulness qualifications and other things to help me um, so yeah I guess that's how it all started yeah I love that you were really kind of obviously you attended some like career events and that that was the real inspiration um, and I guess that almost in a sense maybe permission slip to be like actually other people do this too and so yeah you, you can go for it yeah yeah that was incredible like the stories I've heard and talking to other women as well like attendees as well um you know I'm a bit of a shy person so I was like oh I don't know how it's gonna be but everybody was like super welcoming you could tell that you know they all wanted to share their stories and you know there was so much that resonated with me and it was just very encouraging. And yeah, I think it was also about knowing that you're not alone in those struggles. Um, it was very important for me at the time to know, okay, I'm not the only one that feels stuck, that feels like I'm happy. Um, there are so many women out there. So I think my response was, what can I do as well to help myself and to help other women? So that's also why I wanted to create Women Make Stories as well. I love that. And I think there is so much power in kind of listening to other people's stories and knowing and and realizing that you're not alone in you know the struggles that you might be going through and I think that's actually sometimes probably one of the like biggest things actually isn't it it's just kind of like it's almost feels like that weight off your shoulders a little bit because it's like oh okay I'm not you know I'm not alone and other people have experienced this and have worked through it and so it kind of again it just reiterates that you're able to do that too Uh, yeah exactly it gives you so much courage I think yeah yeah and a different perspective yeah absolutely and so I'm curious whether hearing these stories you know women who run their own businesses did that have kind of a an impact on on you know creating women make stories or or was that already kind of a seed that had been planted you know perhaps before um yeah it definitely had like a big impact although I knew that I wanted to do something um with writing because that's always been my passion and I felt very frustrated in certain industries and jobs because I wasn't creative enough. Um, I think, you know, the world of communication had changed dramatically since I started. Um, And I've always been passionate about stories. Like my first jobs when I was working for universities was actually to go out and interview students or interview like academics, finding out their stories. And then like the best ways to kind of like Um, translate those stories Um, and then all of a sudden everything changed because it was all about digital marketing it was all about like KPIs and it was different and as much as you try to kind of like learn new skills I was like well I'm not really writing that much like what about those stories you know what about um, listening to them and I remember like it was so good to sit down and listen to other people's dreams and you know all those students coming from different countries it was just so I was so grateful to be in that job. So I really missed this, this element uh, of stories and storytelling. And um, so then when I was in that room listening to women's stories, I was like, yes, you know, this makes sense again. You know, I need to go back to those roots. Um, so, yeah, it kind of like gave me the inspiration and to say, yes, this is what 
I wanted to do like I've always wanted to do this and it's yeah like you said a bit of a validation yes you know I can do this it makes sense it's important to do this to share stories and to give women the space to actually feel comfortable to share their own stories if they want to and to write about them um so yeah I guess it was super important Mm. So you lead me on to my next question very nicely, but I wanted to ask about the kind of importance of women sharing their stories and what is it about that specifically that you're so passionate about, I suppose. And and I guess my other question is that what happens when we open up and share our story with others? Yeah, so I think because I've studied creative writing and uh, most of my lecturers were women, which was incredible as well. They always encourage us to to share our story and write about our stories. And they always said, you know, your story is worth telling and it's important. So I always want to kind of like reiterate this message every time I do my workshops or, you know, when I write about stories on my social media as well, because it's so important that we know that our story are important and that we don't need other people to validate our stories or our experiences. And, you know, we see this happening so many times that, you know, women's stories are kind of like played down or not believed or, and I think we have to kind of like, as much as we can actually say, no, we exist, we're here, we have a story, whatever that is and whatever we, you know, whether we decided to publish that stories or just to keep it for our own eyes, it doesn't matter it's equally important uh, that we continue to write or express ourselves in you know whatever way we want to express ourselves because you know it could be like through painting or coloring or photography you know that's always telling stories for me and yeah I think it's just incredibly important to that women know about this and that we continue to reinforce this message um and that we don't listen to those people that kind of like gave us those advice that we don't want, that, you know, our story isn't important or, you know, we were not able to tell our stories or our story isn't good enough. And I think it's kind of like two strengths. At times it could be external people and at times, you know, we can be a bit harsh on ourselves, you know, mm. our inner critics saying, oh, you know, why are you writing this? Why are you wasting time? You know, you're not good enough. So it's like we have to fight and <laughs> two battles here um but you know yeah I think it's just super important and sharing stories it's important as well because although as women I feel like we have um we go through similar issues at times and we have so much in common so many elements and stories you know are universal so we can always learn from other people but at the same time I I think it's important that we remember that we're all unique and as women as well, we're all unique. So as much as I hear your story and I can feel like, oh yes, I can see myself in your story, then I also need to understand that I'll, you know, I'll never be you, I'll never fully understand your struggle. Um, so it's important that I hear from you, that I hear your point of view, um, that I hear like that's, you know, we hear multiple stories, multiple point of views, multiple voices because yeah, stories are universal, but they're also unique. And I think it's important that, you know, as women, we know that um, we're here for other women, we're here to listen to them, um, not to judge them when we hear their stories. You know, it's important that we know that women are supported. Yeah, and I think through stories and through sharing, we learn a lot. 
we feel inspired you know we never really know when we tell our stories you know there's always somebody that wants that needs to hear that story right we never really know how much we touch other people yeah so I think as women it's important that we are reminded about this uh, as much as we can you know um because our stories are powerful and I think women's stories can really change existing narratives as well so yeah I'm like always encouraging women tell your story if that's what you want and don't be afraid you know to own that story Mm. I think you've touched on something that kind of comes up in you know the conversations that I have and when I listen to other women talk that very often we feel like our story doesn't isn't worth telling or perhaps that we kind of question ourselves whether you know there's anything of value that we might have to add and so I guess I'm curious what do you say to those people who are kind of like oh I don't know if I have anything to say because perhaps it doesn't feel like my story is particularly interesting enough or whatever the excuse it might you know it might be that we give well I would argue that because we all have so many stories to tell, um, you know, and sometimes it's true. Like, I think it's that inner critic that thinks, oh, I don't have anything t- to say, but that's not not true at all. We all have like so many different episodes that happen in our life that are so rich. Um, you know, we have so much about um, our own stories, our childhood, whatever, you know, all those little stories that happen to us every day and it's just so important that we write about them that we reflect on them because all of those little stories that ultimately kind of like shape you as a person um so all the people that you've met all the things that you do in your everyday or you know in the past as well those are the little stories that then kind of like create also who you are you know they they you learn from those stories all the stories that you know your parents told you as well like everything kind of like um, inform you as a person um, so I don't I don't believe that uh, we don't have um, a story that's not worth telling. It kind of links back to what you said earlier about our unique kind of points of view right because we all have different lived experiences and even though there are many common themes that we can relate to we've also perhaps had very unique kind of perspectives and takes on on things because of our lived experience so like you talked about you know the kind of childhood and childhood experiences and and various things we all have yeah we we all have different kind of really a a different lens that we're looking at the life through right exactly and I think that if you think about it this is just one um I think in itself, this is already a a reason, a very, very good reason to just tell your story because you are unique. There is Mm. any, like, you know, you, nobody can be like you. So, you know, for all the things that make you unique, your story, your background, the lens through which you see the world, that's your story, you know. Um, So I think that is the number one reason why um, your story is yours and nobody can tell your story better than you. Mm. So, um, yeah, absolutely every story is worth telling. Yeah, I love that. So I'm curious then whether you can help us or for anyone who would like to tell their story or even, you know, really kind of just dip their toe in, in that world what can they do and how can they start 
how can they make a start? <laughs> Big question, um, I guess. So for me, writing stories, it's kind of like two ways. So of course, there is like the journaling or writing for well-being, you know, depending how you want to call it. But there is like that element of writing. And then there is like the creative writing. So, you know, whether you um, you write poems or, you know, a novel or a short stories. And I kind of like do both. So I'm in between. I love doing both at different times. So it really depends what, you know, you feel like called to do, whether you, you just want to kind of like journal. And I mean, there are so many different prompts. One thing I think if you're just at the start that can help with your journaling is just free writing. I think free writing is just really, really good because there are no rules at all. It's literally just you and your pen. If you like to write with a pen and paper, that's how I love to write because I just feel it's more, I don't know, I just really love the connection of like writing down and I like the ink on the paper and stuff. Uh, It makes it the experience a bit different to me rather than just typing on my computer. So I think free writing is great because yeah, there are no rules. You don't have to make perfect sense. You don't have to follow like grammar at all. It's just you and your thoughts. It's just kind of like, okay, I've got a blank page and I can just jot down all my thoughts, whatever is going on in my head, I'll just put it down on paper. Yeah. And that's just really easy. You know, you don't have to do anything else. Although I know that sometimes people feel stuck with the beginning, but you can just start by, you know, today I'm feeling and you start with your feeling or I'm here today and this is how, you know, and this is what I want to write about. Um, and sometimes the repetition, I know it sounds silly, but sometimes like if you repeat the same sentence a few times, that can help you and can prompt you to actually write a bit more. So yeah, I guess people sometimes get a bit scared of the of a blank page. <laughs> and I know that can be scary. But I always try to reframe the blank page with, okay, this is my canvas of possibilities, I can do whatever I want. It's just, it's just possibility for me, you know, it's a white space, but it means possibility, you know, I can do whatever I want with it. And that really helps me. Yeah. And I think, I guess that, you know, blank canvas and possibility means that you can't get it wrong. Yeah, so, you know, it's, yeah, you're, you can do whatever you like. And if you absolutely hate it, you, you know, you also have the permission to tear it <laughs> up or burn it or whatever, whatever yeah. way you'd want to get rid of it. But I'm glad that you've mentioned kind of, you know, because I think when I first came across free writing, I was like, but what do I do? <laughs> it felt like the no rules aspect to it was almost too far, like too much freedom in a sense, because I was still kind of unclear, but like, you know, what, what do I write about and what should it look like? And do the sentences have to be perfectly formed or can I just literally, you know, write whatever comes to mind? And it that in itself felt like a bit of a stumbling block almost. But once I got over that and just allowed myself just to, you know, write down whatever that comes to mind and whatever felt right in that moment, I think as you practice and I guess it's a practice isn't it as you do that more and more uh, it becomes easier over time I think yeah and then another thing that can help could be like you can set a time as well so you can kind of like say okay I'm gonna free write five minutes or three minutes every day because that can help you to 
to kind of like get some focus as well it's like okay I've only got three minutes what do I want to you know jot down about uh, sometimes that can be helpful um, but yeah I think the idea that there isn't anybody like on your shoulder that tells you this is not okay like it's just you and your pen and paper like nobody can say like you said before this is not right or you're not doing it in the in the right way it's you and it's I think it's a way for you to feel unstuck you know when you're so stuck in your thoughts and and it feels so heavy it's just like I've got a place where I can just put all my thoughts and create that distance and I think once you see your thoughts and feelings on paper you you do feel immediately oh okay I've got to you know you let them go you know the burden is kind of like off your shoulder a little bit yeah no I can completely relate to that that actually journaling has really massively allowed me to kind of process stuff sometimes and just kind of or sometimes you know you write things down and as you're writing things become a little bit more clear in your head and that's that's really that's you know that's that can be so useful because we don't always have or perhaps we don't always want to share things with other people perhaps we're not always ready and actually that pen and paper is is all you sometimes need right just that 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 space actually for for yeah yeah expressing whatever comes whatever's coming up for you absolutely it's like a friend you know if you don't yeah if you're not ready to share that it could be like your your best friend at the time and I think sorry going back to your question whereas you know if you then write more creatively like more creative writing I think that's also that give you a space to be really um to use your imagination as well and really create those words and those characters and be fully immersed in those stories so I also enjoy that aspect of writing because it's like you can just kind of like travel through time and space and just you know create your own stories in a different way so I think it's just yeah I'm just so passionate about writing and like all the different stories that you can create whether it's journaling or you know novel short stories or a poem yeah I think you can learn so much about yourself through both type of writings yeah yeah creative writing isn't something that I am or particularly fictional writing isn't something that I'm familiar with but I've always wondered I think it's it's interesting isn't it because we kind of put not to bring this to me you know just (laughs) to talk about me but we put certain limitations on ourselves because we say oh no I'm not a writer or I couldn't ever be a you know a fictional writer as an example because x y and z and it's interesting isn't it because we just assume these things and that's what you know goes with anything not just writing but anything in life sometimes we have those kind of limitations we impose on ourselves without really actually considering where they've come from or why they're there and are they real because if I don't try something I can't I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do it or if I'm going to be any good or you know any of these things or even if I enjoy doing it it doesn't have to be good and I don't have to share it with anyone at the end of the day right so yeah I just I just thought it was yeah it's interesting because I've always just assumed that no that's not something I could ever do <laughs> yeah, no, I think you can do absolutely anything. And then also remember that when you, you know, there are, I mean, I did a degree in creative writing. So there are things that you you can learn absolutely, like, you know, how to create a story and what are the fundamentals of a story. You know, it's not just, of course, there are so many talented writers and there have been in the past that were just amazing. But 
uh, it is something that I mean, there is always a bit of controversial topic here. Some people say that, no, you can't learn how to be a good writer. And other people say, yes, you can. So, I'm, you know, I'm in the middle here because it's true. You can learn so much. And that's what you do when you, you know, uh, when you do a degree or like all those courses in creative writing, you learn. And then you kind of like apply those learnings in your writing. So, yeah, a little bit like photography as well, you know. Then, of course, some people are just naturally talented and other people learn. There's a book I read, this just reminded me, called Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck, if I'm remembering her name correctly. And there's an example of, um, she talks about, you know, fixed and growth mindset and how a lot of the time, particularly when it comes to like artistic things, so, you know, creative things like writing or specifically, for example, drawing, she said that a lot of the time people just assume I'm just not talented in drawing, so I can't do it. But there was this example of someone who had run this course with people who never really drew. And she took them through the fundamentals of drawing and, you know, what they needed to do. And all of them could draw by the end of it. It was only a few weeks long. Maybe they weren't the best artists in the world, but that that's not the point, right? They were able to learn. And so I think actually sometimes we need to be a little bit more open maybe to kind of like actually maybe I can it's just again it as with anything like this it's like about the practice of doing it I think for me it's like you've got to you've got to kind of show up to see where it goes you can't just assume from the start or after one kind of session say actually this is not for me if you enjoy it obviously if you don't enjoy it then yeah yeah like being curious and don't judge yourself you know like practice some mindfulness when you do it as right, well so right. yeah be open curious and like you said you know you might not enjoy it so okay you know it's not for you or maybe you find out actually I really enjoy this this is an activity that you know I can continue I can learn more so um yeah it's just about like applying those I guess yeah a bit of mindfulness in those things as well and see where it takes you and if it makes you happy doing it or not but yeah yeah we can absolutely do anything I yeah I do really believe that it doesn't you know we don't have to be you know it doesn't have to be a super high standard does it but I think we have those high expectations to begin with and that can sometimes be a barrier in itself yeah yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask, um, again, led me on to the next question very nicely. I wanted to ask about mindfulness and combining mindfulness and writing together. Um, what do you think are the benefits of doing that and, and how how might we do that? Yeah, so I always say that for me, writing and mindfulness go hand in hand and they can be very powerful for our well-being. So there are just so many things that kind of like connect within with these two activities so mindfulness is about like being fully present and aware of what's going on inside and outside of us being aware of our thoughts our feelings our emotions and it's also about like you know as we said before about slowing down being curious being open and I think you know writing is also very similar in that sense that you know being curious and being open can help you with your writing whether you're writing fiction or whether you're journaling because it you know it's all about like you know if you're journaling you are going to kind of like check in with yourself and 
you know, um, and then jot those things down. Whereas if you are maybe writing fiction and being open and curious can help you, you know, with your characters when you build your story as, as well to make it more believable. You know, I'm thinking about when we use the senses as well, when we go out for a walk and I always say, oh, go for a mindful walk and use your senses. What can you see? What can you smell? All those things can help you, not just to make you feel grounded and then you can use that in your journaling, but then if we use this for a more creative writing aspects, like all those elements can really help to enrich your story, you know, all those, the settings or the characters behaving in a certain way. So if you think about it, like all those things really complement each other. And yeah, so the, and the activity of writing, I think it is a mindful activity in itself, like even painting or I go back to like all those creative activities as well like as much as painting or coloring drawing photography all those mindful activities where you are really immersed in it and you are really in this what we call like flow state when you are so immersed in something that it doesn't really matter what what's happening what happened in the past or what happens in the future so you know, oftentimes in our day to day, we're kind of like stuck in past and future, and we're never really that present. So but when we are practicing those activities, that's where we are in the here and now, where we actually ideally, that's where we want to be, you know, because otherwise, it gets very overwhelming and stressful, if we're constantly think about, oh, I said that, or I did that, or what am I going to do tomorrow, you know, like, kind of like all the checklists and all that to do list. So when we are writing, you know, this is where we kind of like, we feel like, okay, you know, all that matters now is just me writing, you know, my thoughts or my stories. And all that matters is that I'm here in the present, I'm enjoying this moment. So and yeah, mindfulness is about like the present moment and enjoying the moment without kind of like judging ourselves, without necessarily having a goal in mind. Like we, like we said before, like we don't have to always have that expectation. It's just about, I'm here now. I can slow down. All that matters is the here and now, basically. Yeah. I'm curious how or whether you've noticed a kind of an increase in people's interest in mindfulness and perhaps writing as well over the last year whether you've noticed kind of a, a bit of a spike yeah I think I've done like loads of um so I had to pivot like I only managed to do one workshops in real life and then everything was kind of like pivoted online which was a bit scary at the beginning because I was like oh I don't know how is it's going to translate the real you know kind of like face-to-face -face interaction but then because of the particular moment that we were living I I all I kind of like after a few moments when I started the workshop I knew that okay women really need that because they were so they just wanted to share they just wanted to talk about what was going on for them and they just really needed that moment of you know what I just need to really disconnect and leave like all those heavy stuff that are happening and just take a moment for myself and they all said that like in different in different ways uh, for different reasons they all needed that space for themselves to reconnect with themselves their mind their body kind of like discovering what was going on for them because I think both writing and mindfulness can help you to really discover a bit more about yourself and also see if there are any patterns you know sometimes we tend to do the same things and react to 
the situations or things the same way. And when you jot down those things, when you track those things, you know, and then you can go back and you're like, oh, yeah, I tend to do this all the time. And, you know, actually doing this all the time makes me feel not that great. So maybe where can I adjust, you know, uh, maybe next time I won't react the same way and see what happens. So, yeah, I felt like there was this need for women to have these spaces for themselves to be more mindful, to just meditate and also write down what was going on for them. Yeah, I can see how, yeah, just making time for that would be so, just so important actually uh, over the past 12, what are we up to about 15 months now? Months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I wanted to ask, so we, we kind of chatted about this briefly before we hit record. We talked about you going part-time in your employed role and managing the two. So managing that part-time role with your with running of your business. How are you how are you finding that and how are you adjusting to that? Because I know that well, run, you know, working full time and running a, a, a business on the side is, is super busy, but running things, you know, alongside each other where you've got two separate things to focus on can actually be really tricky, you know, even from like switching the focus from one to the other and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm curious how that's going and how you're managing yeah, how are you managing the two? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, yeah, because we were talking about this before and I said, I feel like sometimes we don't talk enough about this topic, like about actually managing two things at the same time. And we always talk about the, you know, actually when people take the leap of faith and then they've kind of like now in their own, like just running their own business and and how they've made it and I said to you like I'm always interested in the in-between stories like okay but what happened like how did you get there and how did you feel when you were running two things at the same time because that is incredibly hard and I think also if you don't have like the support the right support like a, a network as well that can help you at times it can be really tricky you know um, I am learning things every day I feel like I'm still trying to navigate this transition period as well and it's not easy yeah like you said as well it's also having like I feel like my brain has to switch from one job to the other and sometimes that's not easy and also when I work on women make stories I feel like I have so many ideas I feel like super creative sometimes my brain never switches off from there as well so I feel inspiration is everywhere for me like I feel so receptive and can be like a blessing but sometimes it can also be a bit too much it's like oh just switch off like I don't want to think about it now I just want to go for a walk and that's it you know and I think sometimes it's also about reminding myself that I am when I work on women make stories like I can make my own decision you know it's my business because I think there is also this element of kind of like corporate environment and mentality that you kind of like bring with you which is not helpful at all so you know uh, that mentality or you always have to be on you always have to be productive and um, and I'm trying to kind of like move away from that um, in my business and just go back to it's my business if you know my priority will always be my well-being as well and the well-being of the women I work with so if I'm not 100% I can't really deliver you know that to to the women I, I work with so that's really important for me as well so I'm still trying to 
you know, navigate that. But I would say it's not easy. And I know, especially actually when I was working full time, it was even worse <laughs> because it was even so it was harder. And, and I think that was the time when I like burnt out for the first time because it was just it was just too much. It was a, such a big challenge. And of course, I felt grateful that I had like that stable income that actually helped me with, you know, I don't know, doing my first photo shoot or, you know, all the things that can help you in your business. So you do feel grateful for that, but that doesn't mean it's less of a challenge. So I think this is where I'm at. Like I'm trying to navigate, set boundaries with it. But yeah, I would say it is, it is a struggle, but I'm, I'm really keen to hear from other women as well. I think now we've started this conversation, it would be really interesting to, to hear from other women and their stories and how they're navigating this as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think you make such a good point that actually it, you know, it can be challenging as much as it can be exciting. And like you say, you've got lots of inspiration coming in and you feel really kind of excited about the ideas that you've got for your business. Obviously there are time limitations. There's only so many hours (laughs) in the day and sometimes it can feel like, you know, maybe, maybe that's just my own point of view but sometimes I feel like I'm going too slow because I've got all these different things that I want to be getting on with and actually I think what you said earlier as well is you know it's reminding ourselves that we can we're in control we're able to make the decisions that actually are kind of going to suit us in terms of our you know well-being and everything else as well because if we're not 100% we're not showing up in a way that we want to then so yeah so really being mindful of the fact that it's not a race and that we you know we've got all the time in the world and so yeah and I think that is one of the hardest things when you're really excited about your business and and where it can go but actually having to pace yourself a little bit because you know that she you know there's only so many hours and you've got the other work to kind of show up for as well yeah, so you kind of like have to dose your energy as well. And yeah, I would say always put your well-being and your mental health at first, because then you're just, you know, you're just going to, to suffer in the end if you if you can't actually protect that space for yourself. And I think, like you said, there is also this pressure because of, I would say, like social media, like the blessing and the curse of social media, like, you know, um, when we see other business you know, constantly putting out stuff and, you know, when you also have to juggle different things at the same time and it can be like uh, another work or family or, you know, whatever commitment you have. And then you go on social and you see that you see that everybody's doing great. Then, of course, you don't know what goes behind closed doors. But that sometimes can be a bit um, tricky as well because you just feel like, oh, I need to, like you said before, just constantly do things and I'm a bit behind and so yeah it's just a reminder of you do you and you take all the time that you need you know you're on a different path it's your path and yeah just kind of like you're in control and this is why you also wanted to create this business right that's why I wanted to create my business because I was burnt out and I just wanted to kind of like create something that suited me and my lifestyle so it's important and then I go back to that and it's like okay you know I'm actually I just want to slow down here so um yeah that's important as well yeah yeah I think it takes a bit of time and to be honest you know I'm a few years into running my business full-time and I ran it alongside a full-time job for a while as well for a few years 
there is a continuous like adjustment and you know you kind of continuously have to be reminded or remind yourself that she okay let's bring it back to basics how do I want to feel and what did I want this to actually look like is it are we close or am I veering <laughs> off like too far down just a path that I didn't actually you know and you talked about that kind of corporate conditioning and I think it takes a very long time I think to kind of let go of the notion of like things even the simplest of things like working a nine-to-five and taking any time out yeah within that window because it feels like well I should be working so why why am I off doing something else so yeah it's just yeah I think it's that constant reminder that we need isn't it yeah absolutely just a constant reminder like yes you know you're you're doing just fine you are doing exactly you know what you need to do just at your own pace yeah absolutely okay so as we are coming kind of towards the end of the interview I'm curious if there is one tip that you could give your younger self and what would it be Oh, good, good question. Um, <laughs> I think I would tell young Daniela um, to always follow her heart and her intuition and to take other people's advice with a pinch of salt. Because I think if I look back at my own story, I can see, of course, it's always different when you look back, you have that knowledge, right, that you didn't have at the time. So you have to be gentle with yourself at the time. You only knew what you knew at the time. But looking back now, I can see so many occasions, so many episodes where I knew and I could feel in my heart and in my gut what I wanted to do. But then I ended up following what other people wanted me to do. And of course, that didn't really go down very well in the end because it was a bit of a forced decision. You know, I wasn't really following my path. But those mistakes were also lessons. So I think I've learned a lot from there, from those things. So yeah, I think it's so important to follow our heart and our intuition because ultimately we know what's best for us. And I think when we create, you know, a life that kind of like aligns with our values and with what's important for us, that's where we really bloom if you know, if that makes sense, because we are so aligned, we just create our a life and a career that mirrors what we really, what's important for us. And I think, yeah, it's just like, I, I would always want to encourage women to, to follow their heart and their intuition. I think it's just so important. I think when we don't do it, we, we suffer and we can feel it. I mean, I'm very physical. So I know that when I do something that doesn't really align with, um, with myself or my values or I just, I really suffer. Like my body tells me that. And then sometimes we suppress that. We bury that a little bit because we feel scared or, you know, um, we feel maybe other people would judge us or, you know, whatever is going on in our life. But I think, you know, we know what we want in our heart. Like, you know, it's kind of like it's screaming, do this. You know, I'm here, I'm telling you, follow you, follow your heart, follow me. And I think sometimes all the answers are actually within ourselves. They're not in other people. So we, I think it's important that we believe in ourselves and that we know that we have everything within ourselves. Like all the tools are there. Sometimes we just need, and it takes a, a little bit longer because we need to unlock all those things. But we absolutely have everything within ourselves. It's just a matter of like, I believe in myself. I know what I'm doing. I believe in, in these things that I'm trying to create. And I'm just going to go for it, you know. 
Yeah, I think it can take a bit of time to get to that point, right? Because if you've lived your life never really checking in with what feels right to you or always ignoring that kind of gut feeling like mm. you you know talked about that you, you had quite strong physical kind of reactions perhaps but still for whatever reason you know perhaps didn't listen to it I think it takes yeah and again just being kind of gentle with ourselves when we do that that knowing that it's not always easy if you we've never done it before to kind of to to follow that voice and to sometimes take that leap of faith in a sense because it yeah it can feel very kind of alien to us if we've never done it before yeah yeah it's not easy um to follow your intuition and your heart that yeah because you know when you're always kind of like this path and you always like listen to other people and then you feel like condition or um pressure to do certain things it's not easy at all but I think it's important because at the end of the day it's our life yeah and we have to live it and make the best of it for ourselves you know and we can't just follow other people just because they want us to to be this way or they want us to do you know this job or this career like it's just we are the, the only one that are going to suffer in the end and I think you know I think Although people say, oh, I don't really know how to, like, if my intuition is talking to me, I think it's just a matter of, like, actually sitting down and trying ways to connect with, connect with it. Because I think our intuition and our heart always speaks to us. It's just about letting them speak a bit more louder. And I think, like you said, when we're so used to bury them, it's easy. But that voice is always there. It's just about, you know what, I'm going to trust that voice now because yeah I think you know what's best for you that's like my kind of like my mantra it's it's true you know we only know when when we feel uncomfortable or when we feel forced and how that makes us feel in our body and in our mind you know and you don't want to live like that you know yeah yeah very wise words thank you (laughs) okay so where can people find you yeah that's my question (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so people can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm more active on Instagram, trying to be as active on Facebook. But yeah, my handle is at Women Make Stories. And I love chatting to women. So yeah, feel free to say hello in my DM. And of course, like all the information also about like Women Make Stories are on my website as well, which is womenmakestories.com. So I also so I do workshops and also one-to-one sessions, which is a new offering. It's basically an eight-week program, let's call it this way, when we go through all the fundamentals of mindfulness and also how you can introduce mindfulness into your life. And then I weave in the writing as well. So it's always like a combination of writing and mindfulness, but it's more of a personalized journey. So we kind of like have a first call when we get to know each other and, you know, we speak about like all the things that maybe you want to work on. And then I kind of like create a personalized program. And um, yeah, the most important things for me when we do this one to one is just that women feel like that they know they learn like all the little things in which they can introduce mindfulness into their life. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be 30 minutes of meditation. You know, you just start slowly and also pick and choose the things that realistically you can include in your day to day. Cause otherwise if it doesn't feel something that you can actually do, you know, in the long run that you just want to end up doing it. So it's like all those little and gentle steps that can actually, yeah, make you um, do more mindfulness and writing. Yeah. And I love how 
I can I can see how how much accountability that can give as well having that one-to-one kind of space to explore what's coming up and to work through the different practices together but also having that kind of gentle accountability of knowing that you know you're there to support someone through that journey as they as they explore mindfulness perhaps you know sometimes for the first time as well yeah yeah and like if they have any questions or if anything comes up because I um I appreciate that you know sometimes when we meditate or write certain emotions come up as well so you know you stir a lot actually that sometimes you haven't you know you start a meditation you don't even know what your mind is and then all of a sudden wow where is this coming from where is this emotional memory coming from so you need that space as well to reflect and um, and I think that's very important and in a one-to-one of course you have a bit more time to explore that and to see like those patterns as well so yeah it's a special it's a special moment yeah I can imagine Okay, so thank you so much for joining me today. So it's womenmakestories.com that people can find all of the information. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Anna. Thanks so much.